Welcome to Goodbye Apathy, a podcast about what excites us in life, those passions that get us out of bed in the morning, and where we find joy. On this episode, I get to connect with an old friend, Elizabeth Wetzel. Elizabeth and I went to college together, and one of the first things we bonded over was our love of Harry Potter, so of course we had to make an episode about it. This episode dives into her love of the books and how, through reading them, she was able to build stronger relationships with those in her life. We also talk about the impact these books had on her as a child and how they continue to play a big role in her life now. In the words of J.K. Rowling, if you don't like to read, you haven't found the right book. Well, I think Elizabeth definitely found her right book, or seven for that matter. Did you read the books when they first came out? Yeah, I did. So I, we were pretty little, actually. I was actually looking at the years to like, see if my the years aligned with my memory right um and then I was actually asking my mom but like I guess my aunt was over in the UK like in 97 around the time when um the books were getting big over there and she was like you guys need to read this book and so then we read it together like as a family the first I think at that point the first two were out maybe I was probably like seven and we read them like me, my mom, and my brother. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was, it was fun. The first one I remember like waiting for, I think was book four. And Okay. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? Did you also read them like when you were little? Mine was almost the same. And it's weird that you talked about your aunt being in the UK because um, I had one of my other friends, Brianna, on the first episode, we talked about reading and like obviously Harry Potter came up, but she said something similar. I think it was her mom's like hairdresser was in the UK and found out about the books there before they were released in the United States and did the same thing. She came back and she was like, I know your daughters love to read. They, they have to check out these books. So yeah, I think that's, that's cool that, that you kind of had like the, the in before everyone else knew about it. <laughs> Yeah, we um, knew about it before it was fit. No, I'm just kidding. Not like that. But but it was more like it started getting so big over there. And then, you know, it was so quiet here until then, the, you know, started getting yeah. more. I actually read the first one as a class when I was in, I think, third grade, second or third grade. Shout so it was like that teacher. Right? Yeah, I owe her a lot. Um, <laughs> So it was like, I think each month we would, I don't know, I don't know how long it took us to read the books, but we would like change them up, right? So we would have reading time each day and she would read to the class or we would like pass it around and, and read. And I, rem- I specifically remember reading the first one there. And then that year for Christmas, I asked my parents for the books and they got me, it was like a box set that had one, two, and three in it. So the first ones I ever owned, three of them were out already. So mine was yeah. the same with you where obviously I was excited for those, but the fourth one was the first one where I was like literally waiting for the release day of it. Yes. Um, and it was, it was weird too, because did you ever do those summer reading programs? Yes. The library, right? Yeah. Where they give you, did they give you like the stickers where you like yes. put on a sticker for every book? Yeah. I loved those. I like tried to steam through as many stickers as I could get. Yeah. Me and my brother used to race each other to see who could finish their, their map first. Cause I think it was usually like a map and you had to fill all the spaces uh-huh. in. They and then if you can get a adults. second map. 
They really should. I, that motivated me more than anything. If yeah. I could get a second map. <laughs> and then I remember you like, you filled in a certain amount of circles and then you got to go in and we would check in at this table at the library and then you got mm -hmm. your prize for that week. Oh, so cool. <laughs> yes. Oh, we really were the same kid, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so then I remember at the end of that summer reading program, if you finished the whole thing, you got to go to the library and they had this giant um, shelf full of books and you got to pick a book that you wanted. So then you just got to take it home with you. For that was like, Tuesday? yeah, that was like the big prize. And they were like awesome. new books, not like you just like went into the library and picked one yeah. of theirs, but they had like a huge collection of books you could pick from. And I, I still to this day think it was a mistake that it was there, but that's how I got Goblet of Fire. It was just no on the way. shelf. Yeah. That is, oh my God. That's awesome. Yeah. Because I remember like all the other books were probably like, a hundred pages and then I took mm -hmm. the one that was like 700 <laughs> I was like yep right. I'll take this one <laughs> that is so great that's so great yep. for the for the fourth one for us when we it came out we were going out west we had a family trip and me my mom my dad and my brother and so we actually got the book on tape and it, oh, you know that's a long we were going to the um the Tetons and Yellowstone Oh, um, yep. And so, you know, far drive out there. And so we listened to it together, um, like book four. And, you know, how many hours is it to Wyoming? It was like from Ohio. It was a long, yeah. it was a really nice, nice drive. We all got to listen to it together. And that was a cool way to do it. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you, do you have memories of, especially starting at, book four probably do you have memories of where you read all of the books yeah I think that's it I I love thinking back about that because I think the release nights were so special four I don't rem really remember being like a release night I don't even know about yeah. five but like once we started going to like the midnight releases of the books and that was so, so unique I think it was such a special thing I I don't know any other series or, or book that has had that kind of like people are queuing at midnight for a yeah. book you know it's so cool yeah. so yeah especially like six and seven I really remember going to the grocery store waiting outside there's this huge line everyone's dressed up and it was so cool and especially for seven I went with my my mom and my best friend and we like went to the store and we're all waiting and the um the book wasn't anywhere to be seen and it was weird because normally they had the big display yeah but this time we couldn't see the book anywhere and then at midnight people are starting to like okay where do we get the book like everybody's in a line and it was like hidden between the nine and ten you know like nine what? and quarters i That's know so cool. i was Shout out to the little grocery store in Ohio that did that. I was like, this is great. Um, yeah, and then like coming home at midnight and we would all get our own copy of the book so that we could read it together. Oh, and just, yeah, I, I think, especially for six and seven, because they were just like waiting and waiting and waiting. Because I think the length of time got longer. In they were long books to write. So yeah. yeah, there were more years in between, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I think for me, the, the, like, you know, thinking about reading them is more about like the, 
the anticipation about the book and then it coming and then we read it all night yeah. and then you know the, the excitement of, that's what I go to yeah I'm with you I love thinking about that it also makes me sad at the same time because I'm with you like I, I don't know if there's ever going to be another book that's going to do that you know? I know and and props to to JK Rowling too um, obviously that those books are loved by everyone, but to be able to get like a 12 year old kid to wait at midnight for a book and then to stay up all night reading it, like that's pretty powerful to, to I agree. get kids to read and to love to read, to Definitely. Le- look forward to it. Yeah. You hear a lot of stories about people. I, I know you and I are, were already those nerdy big readers where we were trying to get the most stickers that we could. But I've heard a lot of stories where people, you know, kids, they weren't into reading and Harry Potter's what got them into reading. Yeah. That's really, really cool. Yep. I totally agree. That's awesome. Yeah. And I'm with you too. I, I, I remember where I read all of them, especially the later ones. Um, like I remember Order of the Phoenix. I was actually on vacation with my, fa- uh, my friend and his family. So we were in Myrtle Beach. And the book came out while we were there and he and I were both huge fans. So we begged his parents to take us to the bookstore that day when it came out. And then obviously we still did like vacation stuff. We still went to the beach and the pool and all that stuff, but any, we would go back to the hotel and then like we'd eat dinner and then we would just go to our room and both of us Mm -hmm. would just have that book open and we'd read till like, you know, 12 or one o'clock in the morning and then start over and you're like and then the best part was having it on the drive back because we drove from ohio to um south carolina so we had that mm-hmm. entire i don't know how long that is nine hours maybe something like that we had that whole yeah. drive to read the book on the way back so i i remember sitting in the back seat of that van reading that book and both of us were like checking to see what page the other person mm-hmm. was on so you didn't spoil anything <laughs> Exactly. I remember that same experience when I was sitting with my friend and my mom, the three of us, I can picture it like sitting in my living room and she's like sitting on the floor, I'm sitting on the chair. And I, I think I was a bit slower because I would hear like, uh, oh, you know, somebody got to the Hedwig part and, and I wasn't there yet. I'm like, what, what are you awing? I know. Or you hear like a gasp. I'm like, don't say anything. I don't want to know. I don't know why you're guessing, but that's kind of cool too. Like a parallel read, you know, two people so excited about one book because normally reading is such a, a individual experience, but yeah. Harry Potter, because so many people are into it and reading it at the same time. Cause that's another thing about the uh, release. And I think about this for like, my kids are obviously going to love my future children. I don't have any children now. But my my future children are going to love Harry Potter because they have to, but like they're not going to have that same experience of like waiting for a book. So, so how are you going to do it, Kevin? Are you going to make them like, wait, <laughs> like, okay, you can only get this one at this time. You know what? I actually thought about it. Like as much fun as that would be. I, I think that the ideal thing would be is like you introduce them to the first book and then they get just as obsessed as we are and they have the fortune of having all the books out at once right so 
it's like it's like the Netflix version of reading, right? It's just the whole thing's available now. So mm-hmm. realistically, like if they like the books enough, they'll probably just burn through all of them, right? But I do think at least for the first book, I might like make my own release party and do like oh, a whole I love thing, that. right? Yeah. And like do like at least do like a mini version of that experience. I don't know. On, but on an 11th birthday. <laughs> right? I well, actually I thought about that too because again, I don't know if you can like script this out, but it'd be cool if you could get your kids to read one book a year. Mm-hmm. So that like we were off a little bit here and there, but for the most part we were the same age as the yeah. characters in the book and I think that's why it was so impactful that as they came out we were maturing with them and it just Mm -hmm. kind of matched where we were in our lives yeah I agree and I think I yeah I had that as like something that I was reflecting on like thinking about these you know talking through this with you that's definitely something that influenced for me because we were we were those ages you know we were going through we could relate a lot to the characters and you know obviously we weren't at a wizarding school we weren't battling Voldemort but you know it's still like they were our peers I felt like I was really Harry's friend he was my right. friend <laughs> well and and I don't know if you did this I shouldn't admit this but after you definitely I, should because I'm sure I did <laughs> after I would read one of those books did you not just a little bit convince yourself that you were a wizard just a little bit mm. like where like you'd be I I don't know why I remember this but if I <laughs> if I'm out anywhere and like if I'm like taking a walk in my neighborhood, if I see bushes that are like really thick and dark, I think that Sirius is hiding in the bushes, like as his mm-hmm. self, and then he's gonna come mm-hmm. out. Like there's like those images from reading the books. And I remember after I'd read the books and you would see that stuff in real life. Like, you know, you made yeah. it up in your head, but like it felt so real. And then I, I kept waiting for something to happen, like some some sort of sign to like show you that it was in the real world. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know I yeah. <laughs> no, I, I even remember like it was, it, these are faint memories because like it wasn't very long that before I was 11 that the books, you know, it was mm-hmm. around that time. But I think four came out definitely before I was 11. I was nine when four came out. And so then like it's starting getting bigger and bigger. And then when I turned 11 and I didn't get my letter, I was like, it's lost. <laughs> like maybe there's a, a different system. You know, we're not in the UK. So I don't know how, you know, the right. US made 12. <laughs> yeah. I'm banking on 30. I'm hoping the yeah. age is 30 in the US. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. I've got, <laughs> I've been saying like, rat. it was like, it transitioned from like, high school to college to then grad school. I was like, oh, maybe they have a grad school program. I can go back later. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm on the night school. <laughs> <laughs> yes, post-grad opportunities, yes. <laughs> no, that's awesome. So what was it about this series that first got you hooked? Yeah, that's a good question because I, I don't know if I've really reflected on this because it's it hits so many people. And so you're like, there has to be something. And so for me, I think, and I'm really curious about your answer is as well. I mean, for me, it was just like that there was this whole entire world and it was a magical world and it, but it was within our world. And so it, it, 
it was just so it expanded so wide that I felt like it was so real, but it was totally new to me. And so that, that made it so fascinating. And then also I think the whole struggle between good and evil, it, 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 I don't know how to word it, but it just the whole detail of the story about that, that made it relatable, but also you could really root for one, you know, you, and then also the same, the same thing about like the unpredictability of it. Like I couldn't figure out how it was going to end. And I yeah. tried, and I, I think that is also, because normally you can like, okay, here's what I think is going to happen. But I, like the whole Horcruxes thing, it was just so, so detailed and so, so many nuances that related into one another that just kept me hooked yeah what do you think no I totally agree yeah and and going back to that whole you know I mentioned the whole like picturing it in real life um I think that was the difference I always liked fantasy books when I was growing up I loved anything that had to do with magic mythical creatures like that was like my thing I think this is a side story but like I think that's why I love Fantastic Beasts so much because it's all of those mythical creatures that's just like right up my alley but the, I think the thing that impacted me the most was, you know, you talk about Hogwarts and like how like that was kind of the inaccessible part of the story. But then when you would see the fact that there was this whole kind of secret world going on within your own world, like seeing mm-hmm. Harry when he was at home with the Dursleys and like, trying to hide his magic from the muggles and stuff like that. Like, and then as you get into the later books and they talk about, they actually acknowledge how the wizarding world is trying to stay separate from the muggle world, or at least stay, stay hidden like behind a curtain. Right. But it was cool to me to think that as a kid reading these books, I looked around and I was like, Oh, so, so there could be stuff going on around me right now and I don't even know it. Right. And you like rethink your whole life. I remember thinking of like different moments when I was growing up and I was like, Oh, was that a wizard? Like if you thought of like a weird coincidence or something, I, was like, I bet that was magic. That was totally magic. Exactly. It like made it plausible because there were explanations yeah. for how this world existed and how muggles, they don't really see things, do they? You know, they don't, right. they don't know to look for it. They don't know. Yeah, but you felt like after reading the books, you were like, oh, I'm aware now. Like, I know what to look for. I'll be able to find it. (laughs) I know now. (laughs) Well, and I think too, um, I think for me, it was an an escape too. I think, I mean, books in general are an escape, but like you said, it was so detailed and thought out and every single nuance was planned out and i think you could really just remove yourself completely from your own world and be immersed into this story because she was so um detail oriented when she wrote it right and and like you said it's like you couldn't predict the next thing was going to happen i remember when i got the seventh book and everyone was trying to speculate on what was going to happen how it was going to end I had like 16 different versions of how it might end in my head. And I had several 
where I thought, if she does any of these things, I'm never reading these books again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I had that list. And I was like, I should have had faith in her knowing she wouldn't. But I was like, if any of these happen, I'm going to be, because there were rumors flying all over the place. And I was uh-huh. like, oh, I hate that. That better not happen. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Same. <laughs> I actually was convinced. I was convinced that Harry was going to die. Um, and I was not. I was not processing it well. <laughs> yeah. But I agree with you about the escape thing. I mean, I think even today, the books provide such a sense of comfort and you can really, at any point, go back to the book. Like even the phys- like physically holding that book provides a sense of comfort. But yeah. like diving into that world is still an escape today, which, you know, is, is, is important, I <laughs> think. Yeah, totally agree. So I do have to ask, uh, what house are you in? I want to know what you would guess. <laughs> I don't want to guess. It's okay. I'm not going to be in the have, I have a lot of qualms with this question. Like, I have a lot because, of issues. Yes. Because you're part, you know, it, it's similar to your friend's question. Like, which character are you? Because everybody has, I really loved your answer for that. <laughs> you, like, <laughs> yeah. everybody has a part of, one of them and I, I think it's similar for the, the houses as well yeah I don't think it's All as right. clear cut yeah I won't make you guess <laughs> so okay sorry I put you on the spot I am a Hufflepuff I it was hard to accept <laughs> for a little while I'm not I'm being really real with you <laughs> because at first it was tough to get that as a result. And and I'm saying this as like, it came from Pottermore, but also uh, like reflecting. I, I very much am a Hufflepuff yeah. through and through. Uh, you know, when you look at their main qualities, like fierce friend, loyal, hardworking, that, that's, that's who I am. I'm, you know, friendships mean the most in the world to me. So I accepted it. But I mean... <laughs> Hufflepuffs are not portrayed well in the books. No, They're they very not. much. Yeah, you're a Hufflepuff, right? Okay, I'll you... I'll go into mine after me. you're done. <laughs> I'll go into mine after you're done. It's a long story. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we're not portrayed well in the books. It it's just it's like. Gryffindors are are brave and Slytherins are cunning and and Ravenclaws are smart and Hufflepuffs are there. <laughs> they exist. They're there. <laughs> They're just there. Um so but I I came to terms with it cuz like after you know getting the the result and then like thinking more about it and also this description in Pottermore was really good. Um and so that yeah. helped me I think digest it a little bit. Um, and now I am so proud to be a Hufflepuff. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think we're, um, you know, a, a passionate group. And I would imagine yeah. the Hufflepuffs being like the social justice warriors of the world because we, we care a lot. We care, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm team Hufflepuff. Anybody that wants to bash on Hufflepuffs, I will fight them <laughs> till the end. <laughs> with kindness <laughs> kill them with kindness kill them with kindness 
<laughs> no, that's awesome. Yeah, I think the reason I struggle with this question so much is one, I think people put a lot of pressure on it. Like it defines you as a human being, which I, I don't think it does. Um, I think the reason I struggle with it so much is when I was a kid, you know, it's like 11 year old Kevin reading these books. Like, let's just be honest. Why would I not want to be a Gryffindor? Like yeah. they, in at least in the beginning, if you don't look into the nuances and stuff, they are defined as the heroes, right? Like you have Harry, Ron, Hermione, you even have all of the, the Weasleys in there, right? Like, why would I not want to be a Gryffindor? So yeah. I was convinced from book one that I was a Gryffindor. I was like, yes, of course. Why would I not be with them? And like you said earlier, it felt like these people were your friends. Mm -hmm. So why would I not be in the same group as them? And so then when I got older and people actually started analyzing what house you would yeah. be in, it was difficult for me because I'm like, I already have mine. I don't need to do that. <laughs> right and but then this bothers me people will try to pick houses for you like they'll say oh no you're totally a slytherin right like okay, and call you yeah. out on it right which yeah. i get offended by that because i'm like isn't yeah. that kind of my choice a little bit about where i fit feel like i fit right um so that was that was hard to come to terms with i think the other thing that bothered me was like when I go back to the whole, like being friends with these people, I didn't want to be in a different house, not because I didn't appreciate what they did or who they were, but I felt like that took me away from that main storyline and it separated yeah. me. Right. Like yeah. if I was a uh, Ravenclaw or a Hufflepuff, would I feel as included in this story as I did when I was reading them? Right. I just right. pictured if I were in these books, that I would be right next to them the whole time, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. They so and you were as you read it. You were right? next to them. You yeah. were you were she there. Put them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then I remember too, like people's defense for like Hufflepuff was like, "Oh, well, you have Cedric Diggory," and I'm like, "I hate that guy." Come <laughs> <laughs> on, Robert Pattinson. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So it's just. I will say, I think we have Tonks. We have Nymphadora Tonks. She's a bad. Yeah, Tonks is the best. <laughs> um, yeah, I totally agree with that. So, so when I got officially sorted, like you remember when Pottermore made that like really in-depth um, sorting yeah. where you, I don't know, it was like twenty-four questions or something like that, and they were all anyway. Um, I was sorted into Ravenclaw, and okay. I was. I was okay with that. Like I, I could yeah. come to terms with that. Um, I liked that, you know, I, I think a huge quality of Ravenclaw is like they're, they're like their contribution is like trying to outsmart, you know? And like, I don't know. It, it's weird too, because like reading these descriptions, I almost started placing characters in different houses. Cause like, I kind of feel like Hermione should be a Ravenclaw, right? Like I don't, She's so book smart and that's what she brings to the table is her knowledge and she does, she outsmarts her enemies, right? And then when people told me I wasn't a Gryffindor, I, I remember saying, I was like, well, if Ron can be a Gryffindor, I think I'm just <laughs> fine. <laughs> I love Ron, but he's a baby. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah. So I don't put too much pressure on the houses. I, I don't. I, I think whatever you want to feel included in is what you should be a part of. I right? agree. You know, the, the sorting hat takes your opinion into account, which means that it's not clear cut. It is not already predetermined. It It's yeah. like part of your identity is like making decisions and having autonomy. Right. right? So. Right. Um, I think it'll help too. (laughs) I think it'll help too. I hope this keeps happening, but like with the expansion of fantastic beasts and um, even like uh, cursed child, right. There's these different avenues that JK Rowling is breaking off and continuing to explore more parts of the world. I think that will help because you keep getting more and more characters to represent the different houses. So I think you're, you're giving mascots to people who kind of felt left out. Like I know it was huge, a huge win. I don't know if you feel like this, but it was a huge win when you found out that Newt's commander was a Hufflepuff. Like people were like, like that was awesome. Finally, there was like, a mascot, a person you could idolize <laughs> who was a Hufflepuff, Somebody right? really cool, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I think that's going to be super important for her to, like, continue to build that out. I think also, uh, like, if we're defending Slytherin, you look at Snape, right? I mean, who wouldn't want to be Snape? He's just the coolest <laughs> guy ever. So, yeah, I think it will become – it was a little transparent in the Harry Potter books, that you should want to be a Gryffindor, but I think it's getting more, the lines are being blurred more now. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I don't, I, I, I just don't know if I agree with your statement about Snape being the best. I have qualms with this. I struggle with this because okay. he redeemed himself in the end. Yes. And he love his love for someone is what made him a good person. And I think that is so beautiful but he was still a jerk. He yeah, was he so was. mean to an 11 year old in book one. Two. I That's mean, yes, one. we can forgive him. He like saved everyone. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not holding any grudges against him, but I get it. <laughs> no, I'm not either. I, I've forgiven him and I, I definitely. Um, <laughs> I feel like if Harry, of all people, could get past it, then I should be able to. (laughs) Yeah, he named his, yeah, uh, okay, fair, fair. He named his son after him. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Okay, so we touched on this a little bit, but outside of reading the books, what, what kind of impact did they have on your life growing up? You know, did it help you form connections with other people? I know you already mentioned reading the books with your mom and your brother and um, your best friend. So, so outside of you isolated with the books, how, what kind of impact did it have on your life, especially as a kid? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think for me, um, the, it was a huge bonding with my mom. I mean, we've always been so close and we've always been best friends but this is something we experienced together. And while we were the same age and like we as in me and you <laughs> were the same age as the characters, my mom was a parent figure, but she was still going, experiencing it together with me. 
Um, and that, I think that, that made it really special. And she loved that the books as much as I did, which was really cool. Cause I think some, a lot of times, you know, especially as we're getting older, um, you know, parents, their kids are into something that maybe it's like, okay, that's a kid thing. But this was yeah. not, this was something that we both loved. And like, she was an adult and I was a kid and we both loved it. And it just, even today, we'll still talk talk about something Harry Potter or whatever so you know that that was a huge part and I think that that made a difference in terms of like also impacted why I love the book so much um also just like growing up with the books um I mean I can't tell you how many times I was Hermione for Halloween and um (laughs) just I have we actually have on video me as like a seven or eight year old Hermione <laughs> and I um there's I'm like talking with my neighbor and I he's like who who are you you know we're discussing our costumes and this is like on a home video and I'm like I'm Hermione you don't know who that is and I like go all bossy <laughs> Hermione on him in this home video <laughs> but awesome. it's like yeah I mean I think I think for me that the books were like part and parcel of my growing up experience you know they there was yeah it was just a whole nother world that you dove into but it was like yeah growing with us which was really cool and that's that's really cool that you were able to share that with your mom because like you said it's I feel like for the most part like parents and kids it's like your, your interests don't really start aligning until you get older. Right. Yeah. Um, and I, I think not that that's a problem, right. Cause you got a huge age gap and experience and stuff like that. But I think a lot of times parents, like you said, they say like, Oh, that's a, that's a kid thing. Right. Like mm-hmm. they'll grow out of that or whatever it is. But this was something that was accessible to both of you. And it sounds like your mom enjoyed reading the books just as much as she enjoyed sharing that experience with you, right? It was something that she could enjoy personally, but then also it built a relationship between the two of you. Definitely. And and she even, she even to this day will get defensive when um, like some of her, her siblings who are like her age, they'll be like, Oh, that's, isn't that a kid's book? And she's like, no, it's not a kid's book. It is like, it's a book and it's great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And there's even things that you you may miss when you're a kid that may go over your head that are like the de- the deeper, which is why I think as well that it it was helpful that we aged with them because I think like 11 year old me couldn't have read could have read seven but maybe yeah. not have like got like understood especially like the themes of love and and like dying or, like putting your life on the line for like giving up your whole life for someone else, you know, 11 year old can't get that. Totally agree. Yeah. You're, you're almost intended to grow up with it. That's why I tell people like, we were born literally at the perfect time for that, that Mm storyline. It works so well. Um, yeah. And I will say, I think, uh, you hit on this earlier, but I think the books for me brought a certain level of comfort right? It was like, whether people agree with this or not, by the end of it, those characters were my family, right? Like they, they felt like my relatives, my friends, I felt like I knew them just as well as 
I knew people in my real life, right? And when I was a kid too, like I didn't have a ton of friends. So I think these books kind of filled that void for me a little bit and showed you that there's other things out there, you know? Um, And again, I think I used it a lot like an escape and it was just getting lost in this book and feeling like you were a part of an important storyline and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people relate in that sense. Yep. Um, I liked too that for the later books and as we got older, I think we got the appreciation for this. I don't know about you, but like being part of something bigger than yourself was really cool too. And like how you had a connection point with people you didn't even know over these books, how popular they were. I, I told this story on one of the other episodes, but I'll never forget when I got the, I don't know how I was always on vacation when the books came out. I think because they usually came well, out in July. Harry's daughter, yeah, it came out on Harry's birthday, yeah. normally around then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when the seventh one came out, my family was on vacation in Florida. Um, I'm still, my mom read at least the first one with me, maybe the first three books with me. Um, but I'm the only one in my family who's read all of them. And so when we were on vacation, uh, my aunt who lived in Florida actually picked me up at the hotel and took me to the bookstore in the morning so I could get it. And I still remember like that vacation. My family was kind of mocking me a little bit because I was so engrossed in this book. And I told them, I was like, you don't understand. I've waited. How long did you do the math? How long was it between book one and seven? Like what was it? 12 years? How long did it take for all the books to come out? Yeah, I think ten years. I think about ten because I think yeah. I know the first think, one came I out think, in ninety eight in the United States. Yeah, ni- yeah, ninety seven, ninety eight, around there. And then the last one was July of 07. Yeah. Yeah. So the only reason I remember that date is because I remember it was supposed to come out on seven seven seven, and it was the seventh book, and then they had to push it back a couple weeks. Oh, I don't remember this. Yeah, so I think it was the 21st that it actually released. But anyway, so I told him, I was like, I've waited 10 years for this book. Like this, you don't understand the impact of this book, especially this one, on my life. And so I remember them like giving me a bunch of crap while we were on the trip and I was reading. Whenever nobody was talking to me, I was like reading under the table at dinner. (laughs) I had the book hidden on my lap. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, You're like serious. I did my waiting. 12 years of it in Azkaban. <laughs> you went full on serious on them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And well, and I like there were a couple times where I'd start crying and I had to like hide behind the book so they couldn't see me. <laughs> but I remember I I had not finished the book yet by the time our vacation ended. So it must have come out just a couple of days towards the end of our vacation. Mm-hmm. And we got on the plane to fly home. And I I will never forget. I was the first one on our family to walk on and I'm walking down the aisle towards the back of the plane and 75, 80% of the plane was reading that book. It was like that orange and red cover just everywhere. Almost every single seat had this book out and we sat down. What a moment in time. It was so cool. It was so cool. And we (laughs) sat down and it was like all ages. Like I'm not talking just children. There were like businessmen in suits who you yeah. could tell on a business trip and they were sitting there reading the book. 
And so I remember we, we got in our seats and my dad looked at me and goes, I owe you an apology. Clearly people. <laughs> that, <laughs> that was just great. so cool. It was so cool. <laughs> that is so great. Have you ever tried to convince them to get more on board? I have tried. I feel like I could do a better job now. I don't know. I kind of want to mm-hmm. talk to them. I, I've been begging Brian, my brother, to read them for years yeah. just because I know he would like them so much. Um, he did. I did eventually get him to watch all the movies and he did really okay. like them. So I was like, well, that's a start. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't know about, I don't know if you feel the same way. I appreciate anyone who's a Harry Potter fan. I'm all on board, right? Whatever you have to do to be a fan. But I tell people like, cause we have, um, so we have the wizarding world, right? So in Orlando, they have it at, at universal. We have the whole wizarding world, right? And so like, there's a lot of people who are Harry Potter fans here. love going to the parks to see all that stuff. But anytime I talk to somebody who said like, oh, I've, I've seen all the movies a bunch of times. I love them so much. I was like, if you are that much of a fan, you have to read the books. You're missing out on the best stuff. Like all of, because the movies are great and I love them just as much as anyone else, but there's so much left out of it. I mean, you're converting an 800 page book into a two hour movie. You just can't put everything in there. So I tell them, I was like, if you at all like the storyline, you have to read the books. They're just the best thing in the world. Especially towards the end. I mean, you miss Dumbledore's whole story. That is huge. I mean, there's so many things we could go on and on. And I think that's why we didn't even, we're not even trying to tackle the movies in this. (laughs) That would be like a whole nother, you can do a second podcast on the movies. Yeah. And I think also you you can't push it too much because I think if you if you push push then then it's like people yeah. have to also discover it on their own and like because if you're you're doing it for yourself like you know it's 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 harder when it's like okay then it's work you have to do it exactly um, well and those I mean those books are huge I think they're intimidating to anyone I will say sometimes I'll recommend if somebody's like on the fence about reading them. Sometimes I tell them to skip a couple of the first ones only mm-hmm. because I feel like it's not, it's not exactly uh, word for word, but I do feel like at least like maybe one and two, the, the movies are pretty accurate to the book. So I, agree. I feel like I don't want them to get bored thinking I'm essentially just reading the movie. It's just taking me a longer time to get that storyline. Right. So I think when you mm-hmm. get to like, especially four through seven, like you said, the bigger ones, there's, I think as soon as people found out like, oh my goodness, that we missed this whole character. Like they took the character out of the movies or like, I didn't know that that makes that scene make so much more sense now. Right. Like I think getting those little pieces here and there would be enough to kind of launch them in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I also will sometimes recommend the books on tape. Because especially like adults in our world don't have time to like sit down and read a book, but especially like if you have a job where you can pop in headphones and be listening to something, you know, podcasts are so, shout out to podcasts, are so big right now. Um, You know, books on tape are a similar thing. Yeah. Well, especially now since they did those, those recordings are just beautiful. The new ones that they've released and Mm -hmm. um, like, the I forget the guy's name who reads them. Do you remember? But he's just so animated about it, and it just 
it's so it's not like a normal book on tape where you just found somebody who had like a radio voice and just had them mm-hmm. read it. Yeah. It, you almost feel like you're experiencing it. It's pretty Yeah, cool. there's like different character voices and mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um that's a good point. I don't I don't recommend the audio books as much, but maybe that maybe that's a, a way to get people in. So have you read the series multiple times or just the first time through? Yeah, I, I'm like a little embarrassed about this answer, but then I thought back about your, on your episode about like the um, concerts and how many times you've seen Andy Grammer and how many times you've seen, I mean, my jaw dropped, Kevin. I was like, whoa, I didn't even know that. Um, I tried not to overthink it because it, I, I probably should be embarrassed by it, but. <laughs> no, no. That's awesome. It's so cool. It means you're passionate about something. And isn't that what this podcast is all about? Good like point. Having your passion in something. <laughs> yeah. So I've lost count on how many times I've read the books. And I tried, I actually tried to do a little math before this because I was thinking, okay, I reread every book before the other books came out. So, you, and then so I. So, like, before five came out, you read the first four one, two, again. Three, four. Yes. And then before six, you read one through five. Yes. (laughs) So when you, and then before every movie, read essentially the series up to bed before the movie. (laughs) And so when you, when you count it like that, that means 13 times for book one for each release. And then, because that's only counting from release four, because release two wasn't a thing. So that's like 32 times. And then after the whole releases were done. I probably read the whole series together like a few times after that. And then probably the the book on tape a few times as well. So if you include the book on tape, you're you're close to 20 times. Yeah. Right? Probably. Probably and I think I'm I'm due <laughs> to read them. That's awesome. <laughs> so, okay, so now as an adult when you read them, right? So the movies are done, all that kind of stuff. Do you do you binge one through seven or is it like in bits and pieces? It's like, oh, I'll read Sorcerer's Stone now. I read a couple different things and then I'll I'll read Chamber of Secrets a couple months from now. You know, how do you do that? So I haven't recently, I haven't in a while. You know, it's been probably what, like 15 years since the last really well, since the last book was released, right? Like 2007. How's my math? Yeah, 13 <laughs> years. Yeah, yeah. So it, I think since then it's it's faded. I have I since I've done the series again. I, I did the books on tape a couple years ago. Um, so the books on tape I'll definitely binge. Okay. But the books, if I read a book, I'll. But I think I have to binge them. You can't finish one and not start two right away. I thought the same thing. Yeah. You know. I'm- like I'm, I'm just gonna pick up three and then okay I'm done you know <laughs> yeah um, no, I'm right. for, for a while there I would I do have favorites that I I would read in isolation and of others that I'd be like okay I'm not really feeling this one um, okay. because it's sad <laughs> yeah. yeah like more of a negative vibe while you're on the topic of favorites I think we should try to rank them. I think we should try yeah. to rank the book in order. So I don't know if you want to start at your so. least favorite, or if you want to start at your favorite, how you want to work that way up. But 
do you know, do you have kind of, or at least like, do you know your top three or something like that? Yeah, I, I think, you know, same when you did the friends rankings, I love them all. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> love them that. all. Let's yep. start with that. <laughs> um, I think for me, seven is my favorite. It seems a little like, not cliche, what's the word? I don't know. Um, easy go-to, but I just loved how it like tied everything together. We got so many answers and there were, it just blew my mind so many times. I think that's why it, it takes number one. And then number for me, number two is uh, three. And then, um, and then after that, probably four, one, six, two, five. Okay. Five's the last. I thought we were, we were on track of the right order, the same okay. order, and then you really changed it up on me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's yours? Um, so I'm with you. I guess if I really analyzed it, I might pick a different one, but I, I'm the same with you. I think seven is my favorite just because of the anticipation for it. And it's, mm -hmm. it's the culmination of everything you've been waiting for. And like you said, it was so well done where everything fit together. It, it didn't like the questions that you needed answered were answered, but in ways that you never thought they would be. I just, yeah, that was such a yeah. strong ending for sure. My number two is three. Prisoner of Azkaban is just the best. That actually, so um, we can't get into this, but that that actually might be my favorite movie too. That one's always yeah. high on my list, movie and book. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it, it, it's a tight running for me, one and two, like the first and second slot. Like three is so yeah. good. Yeah, the, the whole concept, I I love that about the series in general, about how, each book, even though they, they run from one through seven in order, each book is so unique about what it looks like and the, the feel of it and what's going on in their lives and all that stuff. But I think Prisoner of Azkaban, for me, is the most unique of all of them with the time turner. and I agree. It's just so cool. And then like getting to live the same scenes over and over again, but in diff slightly different ways, different yes. viewpoints. So cool. So cool. And then, you know, the whole, I think that was the biggest twist. Is that the biggest literary twist ever? <laughs> okay, bro, okay, you know, I'm not, I'm not a big, <laughs> but I mean, it just blew my mind. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so number two is Prisoner of Azkaban. <laughs> my number three, okay, I don't know. I'm not very fresh on the books, so this would probably change. But I think my number three is actually Order of the Phoenix. I loved that book a lot. Yeah. Okay. I did not know that was going to be your last one. but Sorry. Uh, well, it's, <laughs> it's weird because that, yeah, I don't know. Like on paper, that probably normally wouldn't be my favorite just because it's the more like teen angst emo mm -hmm. version one. <laughs> So, like, you know, you have the whole Cho Chang story and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know if it was, like, maybe my attachment to when I first read the book or what it was. But that, that one always holds a good place in my heart. Um, 
And then fourth is Half-Blood Prince. I love mm-hmm. the sixth book a lot. I actually, I remember seeing the movie for the first time and going to the midnight premiere and being actually disappointed with the movie because of how much stuff was taken out of it. Like the whole battle? <laughs> yeah. Who, who makes a movie and takes out the battle? Right? What? Yeah. I was like, I, I was sort of stunned by the end. I was like, wait, why are the lights coming on? Like, there's the, yeah. <laughs> we missed a whole. <laughs> yeah, like Bellatrix walks on the table and kicks a couple glasses and then they just leave. <laughs> Like what the heck is that? What is that? <laughs> I uh, I do love that movie now. Now that I know, like you can put it in its place with the whole storyline arc. Um, right. Because I don't know, they they used it as a transition movie, but I didn't know that going into yeah. it. When you read the book, it was definitely not. It was like a well, it was Standalone. not a transition, but it was like a huge build where it was like, oh my goodness, this is becoming real. Yeah. Right? Right. Um, So, yeah, I came to terms with the movie, but I was definitely upset the first time. I'm glad you said that because people gave me crap for that. I'm like, no, they took it out of battle. The whole battle. They just took it out. No, that's, yeah, nope. I am 100% (laughs) in your, in your, in your court for this one. Okay, good. (laughs) Um, And then... How many have I done? That was four, right? By the last yeah. three. Um, I actually, so I'm going to say Goblet of Fire. But I, I need to reread all of them, but especially Goblet of Fire, I need to reread. I think mm-hmm. that, because I read the book when it came out, but then more recently, I've seen the movie, right? Like, it's yeah. been a while since I've read the book. I do not like that movie that much. It doesn't do a whole lot for yeah. me. I don't dislike yeah. it. You know, it's still better than like other um, franchises, but in the Harry Potter world, it's not my favorite. I, they all look like goobers with all their long hair. I don't know what that was about. And then, oh my god, I loved that so much back in the day. Why? I that was the cutest thing. You know, we, I was like fourteen when the movie came out. No, it's probably like fifteen. I don't even know. But like the long hair, I had pictures of Harry on my wall with that long hair. Oh, my oh man. <laughs> That was it. <laughs> but now looking back, I'm like, oh my God, cut your hair. <laughs> yeah, I remember Ron had to like hold his head sideways so his hair wouldn't get in his eyes. They look like idiots. <laughs> although, although I will say that um how old were we when that movie came out? Twelve? What did you say? Thirteen? Yeah, I have no idea actually. I I, like I have no idea. I can check. I I will never forget at the Yule Ball when Hermione walks down the stairs in that dress. Like, I will never forget that scene. <laughs> that is, like, burned in the 13 years. But I was so disappointed by that. Because by what? In the, by that moment. Because that moment of her walking down the stairs is supposed to be so epic, but because they made her so pretty already she didn't uh, have the uh, bushy hair she didn't have it like, like it, it wasn't drastic it wasn't drastic yeah. at all i was like oh there's hermione in a dress that's yeah. nice her hair's a little curled <laughs> but you know it, it's just such a like they didn't even recognize her in the book they didn't know who that's they're like oh point. who's there with from <laughs> that's a good point i didn't think about that but in the in the realm of that movie i think i was disappointed with so many pieces of it that that part <laughs> <laughs> that did not top the list. 
Um, All right, you got two more slots, right? Do I? I think I only, I guess I, yeah, I guess I have one and two. One and so, two. <laughs> man, this is too difficult. Um, I guess just like off the cuff, it would be Chamber of Secrets. And then I don't know why Sorcerer's Stone is my last one, but that's what I'm going with right now. It doesn't make any sense. It just ended up there because I was shuffling all the other ones around. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's fair. That's fair. I loved, I loved Chamber of Secrets because I felt super cool reading it because it's kind of an intense book, especially, you know, like I vividly that's remember true. reading that book when, when they came out and the blood was on the wall. Like mm -hmm. the, what does it say? The chamber has been opened. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Is that what it says? Yeah. I, and like, the yeah. And then when all the kids started getting petrified, like, I don't know. I just remember as a kid, I was like, oh, this is like a grown up book. I'm cool. Yeah. This is For like a seven, eight year old. That was, I mean, that's a yeah. lot. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> so, it felt really cool. Again, as you caveated, I love all of the books and it'll probably change tomorrow if you ask me again, but that's what I'm sticking with right now. Fair. Fair. <laughs> I think my ranking has been set for a little while, which is um, surprising, but I think one is higher up on my list for like nostalgia's sake. Totally I've definitely it. read it more than any of the other books. Because yep. um, I read it each time. <laughs> so like I read it the yeah. most. And so I, I just like that one is just up there. No, I was just going to say you were, you were commenting on four. I think if you read four again now, forward, forward bump up. Uh, Goblet of Fire is a lot of people's favorite book. Like, yes. Or at least it's top three for sure. So mm -hmm. I definitely want to read third. I, I think I have like a tainted image of it because of the movie. <laughs> yeah. I think you do. Definitely. Because I agree with everything you're saying about the movie. Okay. And the, the book is still top three for me always. <laughs> I have actually been meaning to reread them all because it's been such a while, such a long time. So I will reread them. And then a year from now, when I finish them, <laughs> I'll call <laughs> you. And I'll like adult <laughs> I know. I wish no I could summer just break. Read all day. Oh, I'm telling you if we could, well, to be honest, I mean, yeah, I'll find time for it. I'll do it. Yeah. Um, so do you have your books with you? Like, so, do you have I was actually going to ask you that. Um, oh. I have an obsessive amount of com copies of them. So I have, okay. I have my original hardcovers that I got as they came out, right? Mm -hmm. But those are all at home. And oh I already God. told my mom. Well, my mom's a big, like, she's really good at decluttering. Like, I actually, I envy her now as an adult that she does, mm -hmm. does such a good job at only keeping the things that are super, super important to her. But every time I go home, my room has less and less stuff in it. So I, I finally oh, told her, I was like, mom, you can, you can get rid of whatever you want in this room. Clearly, if I've left it for seven years, it's not yeah. that important to me. But I said, right. these seven books can never ever yeah. leave this room you can't i mean <laughs> i told her like if there's a fire i need you to uh -huh. i need you to save these books yeah. <laughs> i was like if you need to put them in like a fireproof safe do that whatever you have to do keep these books um I, so anyway, oh i love this 
<laughs> so those are at home. <clears throat> I also get made fun of for this too. My books look, even though I've read all of them multiple times, not as many times as you, but I've read them. They look the same as the day I got them. They are pristine. I like I remember I would wash my hands before I would read the book to make sure I didn't have like food or anything on my hands. They look perfect. They look I perfect. That. Um, I love that. I think mine, mine are, you know, I'm, I'm not as neat as you, um, but mine, I also tried. I tried yeah. my best. So they're like my level of clean. Well, is, we were also like nine clean. years old, right? <laughs> we were children, so. Right. So that's even more impressive that you <laughs> have like perfect books. Well, and also I think this was the same with you. Nobody, nobody borrowed my books. Like nobody else yeah. in my family. Um, I guess my mom, I can't remember. Maybe we did only have the one copy when she read the first couple with me. But my mom's really good with books too. But other than that, it's like, it's not like my brother then took the whole series and started reading them. So it's only been me who has read those books, right? Right. Um, So I have those at home. And then here I eventually gave in and I bought the paperback box set. Like the one where all the spines Mm -hmm. line up and they make the castle. Have you seen that one? Yeah. Yes, I have. That's cool. I love the covers for that. So I got that as like my travel set. So I have it here. And then I am also buying the illustrated covers or versions as they come out. Do you have any of those? I don't. Oh my goodness. They're the most beautiful things I've ever seen. They're awesome. When you say as they come out, does that mean they're not all out? No. So we only have through Gavito Fire right now. So... Um, so one, two, and three came out. They, they usually release in like October. So we got one, two, and three were, um, in order. So one, one a year. And then Goblet of Fire, I think took two years because it's such a large book. And then I'm Mm -hmm. sure there's going to be another two years in between all of the other ones. But yeah, they only have one through four released so far. That's so cool. I did not know this. So it's like, it's almost like a a new, new release, like the whole experience again. What what do yours your series look like? Do you have your books with you? I don't, and that can that is hard for me because, like like we were talking about earlier, like having the book and holding the book is just that's why I haven't read it. And you know, I've been in Malawi for five years. Yeah, I couldn't lug them here. I just couldn't do it. And most of them, we have one copy, except for six and seven. I think we have two. That's when. My mom and I were like, okay, we're not sharing. We're going to parallel yeah. read. <laughs> but yeah. before that, we were sharing. Um, okay. Yeah, but I do have, like I said, I have all the books on tape. And so obviously those are in my okay. computer. I also have electronic copy of the, of the books, but I don't like reading like that. So I've actually yeah. never read them. Okay. But I have it as like a security blanket. That if I needed to yeah. read them, if not I desperate, could. you could do it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like if I'm quarantined and really stuck here, like, yeah, <laughs> like now. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Yeah, that's where I gave in and um, and I got the paperbacks because there's like, uh, I just I have to have a version here. So if I want to pick it up one day, I, I know I can just go read them. Yeah. So I love that you call it your travel set. <laughs> well, and. I'm not, they still look pristine, but I have let people borrow them before and I'm a little 
less gentle with them because I know yeah. that I have my perfect original You're copy great. at home. Yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> so is there a character from the books that you relate to the most that you feel like is kind of um, your doppelganger almost, you know, like at least personality wise? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, it's definitely Hermione. I mean, from all aspects of the being very bookish, being very, uh, even down to the bushy hair. I mean, like I related so much to her. And I felt like I was her. And I think that's why I felt like Harry was like my best friend because I felt like I was her almost, you know, I I was her for Halloween so many times, but even like from a personality standpoint, you know, she can be a bit of a know-it-all and that's definitely one of my personal weaknesses. (laughs) Something that I'm always trying to work on. Um, Like, I don't always have to be right, but you know, you know, things like that. Um, Also, I think, I think she's also very passionate about what she believes in. You know, spew is (laughs) S P E W is cut out from the movies, obviously. Um, But I think that also shows like how she is like really driven by things and really passionate and also a, you know, a really fierce friend as well. Um, And I know Neville gets a lot of credit for like standing up to his friends as well as standing up to enemies. But I think Hermione also does this. She's not afraid to like put them in their place and and call them out when, you know, Harry and Ron are being Harry and Ron. (laughs) Yeah. So I think, I, I think for all those reasons, I really felt like, you know, I was, I, I really felt like I could see, see myself in her. Yeah. It makes total sense. Okay, so you might have answered this already, but if you could be friends with somebody from the book, who would it be? Would it be Harry and Ron? Does that just kind of make sense? Or do you think, is there somebody else in that storyline who you think you would get along with really well? For this, I think I... I Fred and George. Okay. (laughs) And Ginny. Fred, George, and Ginny. Pretty much any Weasley, except Percy. Sorry, Percy. (laughs) (laughs) He comes around, but he's the worst. Um, Fred and George are just so fun. And so, and I I love surrounding myself with people who make me laugh. And like that, that's the kind of friend that I always love. Um, And Ginny is just such, so cool. Book Ginny hugs. No, no offense to movie Jenny. She gets Book better. Just, she gets better, but she's just not, there's no depth in her, like, yeah. no care. She's so cool. Book, I mean, that is a whole reason for reading the books, is just to see Jenny as a character in the book. That's a good point for people who haven't read the book, especially, like, I think it, it works in the movie, but, like, in the book, you are rooting for her and yes. Harry be together because yes. he is like this strong confident person He's who he awesome. needs but yes. you don't like you said you don't fully see that in the movies she's almost just kind of there when he yeah. wants to fall in love with somebody like a Hufflepuff. <laughs> she's <Yeah>. just there <laughs> it was just convenient yeah yeah 
No, what, what, how about you though? Like, who do you feel like you relate to and who, who would you be friends with? I don't know, to be honest. Um, I think, I don't know if there's like one character where I'm like, yes, that is a hundred percent me. Um, I actually, weirdly enough, <laughs> I relate to Luna a little bit. Oh, yes. Just because she's so creative. She's, yeah. yeah. And she's such an oddball, but she also cares about her friends so much. Like, I mm-hmm. think I think she's very underrated as a character because I, I, I just think she's phenomenal. And I actually, like, I don't know if this is, now I feel like this is a weird thing to say, but I kind of related to Neville too, because mm. he was like, at the beginning, he was like the, the rule follower, right? Like he was yeah. just this little kid who wanted to go to school and wanted to do the right thing. And I feel like I would have been similar to that. I don't know if I would have been the person. I don't know if I would have been the kid, at least at the very beginning, who was like going out of his way to break rules, you know? Right. But then he develops into a character. And I think once he sees, once they kind of let him into the circle and he sees the larger picture of what they're trying to do and he trusts his friends, he becomes like a really, just a really integral part of that storyline. And I think such a good friend, you know, and and they need him in that. So I think Neville was always a part of that. For some reason, I relate to like the quieter, shy Mm -hmm. kids in the book. Um, yeah, but I'm with you. Uh, I had this, this question came up at work one time where we were doing like these, it was like a team builder and they, you got all these random questions and you had to answer the question that you pulled out of the hat. And I got what fictional family would you want to be a member of? And hundred percent, it was the Weasleys. I didn't even hesitate. Easy. Easy. What a cool family. <laughs> and I love their house and how weird they are. And then let's, also, Mrs. Weasley is just the coolest person oh, yeah. on the planet. Oh, yeah. We just oh, talked the about coolest. She had, in my opinion, she had the best line in the entire book series. I think uh, you know what I'm yes. talking about. Yep. I don't know. I, I still remember it. when I got to that page and it was, and it was in all caps. And all I'm caps. like, what's going to happen for her to say that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, like your eyes glance to it. Yes. It was hard not yeah. it was hard not I tried not to look ahead. Yeah. It was hard not mm-hmm. to see it. It was like this big bold word. Yeah, you're like, oh my god, what happened in this page? And I have to have that happen. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that was wow. Yeah, and I'm with you Definitely too, I think. The best. Yeah. And and Fred and George just like being that comedic piece and mm-hmm. yeah, I loved them. I always loved them. Um I think they're a huge part. I also, weirdly enough, I think I would have hung out with Hagrid a lot. <laughs> I just think Hagrid's the best. And he's like <laughs> this really cool uncle of all the kids. I just feel like he and I would get along really well. I always thought we, we would have like our own secret handshake or something. Oh, that's cute. Especially <laughs> all, all his creatures you would love as well. Yes, that doesn't You would hurt. be like, Hagrid, yeah. what do you have today? Yeah. yeah and you wouldn't sure. be annoyed like, like <laughs> there he was. Like, no, oh, I what did he have today? You'd be like, yes. Did you ever feel like um, when you were reading these books and you would learn about the classes they had to take? Because obviously we were reading these books when we were in mm-hmm. school, right? Yeah. I always got frustrated because 
they would complain about all the studying they had to do and all the books they had to read. And I'm like, you're literally learning about magic. 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 I'd be like Hermione. I'd be in the library every single night yeah. reading, studying, and practicing spells. Like, yeah. I, and then I, then I had to close that book and I had to, you know, pick up my mathematics geometry <laughs> book. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. Oh, this is going to help me do a, a spell. Right. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. So many times. And they always, you know, you got Harry's perspective, obviously. And so you, he was the one that was kind of driving which classes were the fun ones and which ones weren't. But even like history of magic with bins, you know, the ghost, I would have been like, I'm here. Right. (laughs) Tell me about how we got to where we are. (laughs) You and I would have been the, the kids who like, took on like double the class load and you and I would have been just stressed all year because we would have taken too many classes. <laughs> Definitely. You know, some of them, the the homework of the multiple scrolls of parchment. Okay. That, that you can be annoyed about, but like still yep. Yep. cool stuff. <laughs> yeah. I totally agree. <laughs> and then I remember when I was in high school and you were getting ready for like the ACTs and SATs and I was like, can I just take the owls? I'd much prefer to take the owls. <laughs> Definitely. So much better. I would find myself trying to like relate my classes to make them cooler. So for example, chemistry, yes. I hated chemistry, but then when I tried to like frame it as potions, it became cooler. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, I'm going to potions. I did the exact same thing where I tried to pretend like, oh, what if, what if one of the people from Hogwarts came and took our classes, like would they be super interested in it because it was all new information, right? So I tried mm-hmm. to think that way. I, I totally did the same thing and I tried to trick myself. <laughs> yep, it's a good perspective, you know? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we, we obviously talked about how these books have had a huge impact on your childhood and you growing up. Do these books still continue to have an impact on your life and how you interact with people, even as an adult? I think so. I mean, I think from an in, internal perspective, like like we were talking about how they can provide a sense of comfort, and anytime there's something difficult, I can, you know, go back to the books or something. Um, but even today, like, I'll find myself, like, I'm currently listening to another a Harry Potter related podcast and I'm like I I did trivia recently with my friends too and almost all of our questions were Harry Potter related That's and cool. um which was fun. And and so I think I think a lot of my friends my close close friends are are Harry Potter fanatics as well and so that's yep. also like somehow it comes through in everything. There's always my mom says that she's like, you managed to relate everything to friends from Harry Potter. I'm like, I do the same so thing. Relatable. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. There's a, either a quote or an experience or like a, a scene or something that like can connect. You can be like, okay, if, if Harry can get through this, I can get through that. I, you know, you know, you know what I'm saying? But, um, yep. yeah. And then also, um, like relating to my life today, Ernest, who um, who I live with, that's my boyfriend. He he never really read the books 
as well. And, you know, obviously, as I said, a big part of my life, I was like, you need to read the book. He had yeah. seen the movies ages ago, but he didn't really remember them. And I was like, you have to read them. But he started doing the books on tape. And okay. it was so fun, like, reliving the experience with him. Yeah. Because I remember, and, and this is since quarantine, because we're both quarantined here, both working from home. And so he's found some time to read them. And even, like, I remember he got to, okay, spoiler, in case anyone's listening, that, like, I think we spoiled the book. Right. <laughs> yeah. This was <laughs> a big one, though. It, um, he got to the part where Snake killed Dumbledore, and I was making dinner, and dinner was ready, and he had to stop, like, right there. And so I had to sit through dinner, poker face, as he went on and on about how could Snape trust him? How could he have been so wrong? It was uh. hilarious. And I just, like, kept it in because he was like, how, how could he have betrayed Dumbledore like that? And, and so that was really fun to, like, relive the experience. Yeah. Um, so I think that, that's the most recent um, impact in my life. But I, w- I would say it, it comes up everywhere somehow (laughs) yeah you know yep I totally agree okay so at the end of each of my episodes I try to relate the the theme back to music because music is my passion and why I started this whole podcast Mm -hmm. in the first place this one's a weird one so so just bear with me here but uh and I I didn't send this to you ahead of time because I kind of wanted to catch you off guard um, you did. <laughs> if you had, so if you had to guess what would be on Harry, Ron, and Hermione's Spotify playlist, what do you think they would be? <laughs> and it doesn't, it doesn't need to be time period based. So it's not like you have to pick songs from the eighties because that's when they were growing up. But like, right. Oh man. You thought about there, this. <laughs> I have, well, and if you, I have answers or at least thoughts on it, but like based off of their personalities, what kind of music do you think they would listen to? I love this question. This is, (laughs) this is great. (laughs) But I don't think I have an answer. I, I, I mean, I, I'm not a music fanatic like you are. So I'm really curious what you, your thoughts are. Do you want me to start? Yes, please. Okay. And these are just guesses. I didn't, I didn't think about it too extensively, but like, first off, I kind of feel like Hermione would mostly listen to books on tape or podcasts. Mm-hmm. I feel like that would be right. The, mm-hmm. She'd be more on the educational side. I will say for some reason, I feel like she would really like musicals. I don't know why that, was, that popped into my head, but I feel like, or like soundtracks or scores maybe. Yes. That's what I was thinking as well. Well, mostly because I, I, when I think of Hermione, I think of myself. And that's okay. what it is for me um, when I'm... And, I, and so my, what first went to me is like classical music. So she can be working and like listening yeah. to something and or reading. It's hard to read and listen to music. So probably like a score of a yeah. soundtrack of like Harry Potter soundtrack. That's what she would be listening to. Yeah. <laughs> But the other yeah. two, yeah, I have no, no ideas. My but answers are super please weird. Tell me, please tell me. Okay, so I have a couple ideas for Harry. I feel like he would be kind of like a bandwagon music listener. Like I, yeah. I feel like either I have two theories. One, 
he would listen to like a bunch of EDM music. Like it would just be like dance music all the time. <laughs> I don't know why that's what I thought of, <laughs> but like he would be somebody going to like those big music festivals and just like <laughs> fist bumping the oh, whole yeah. time. He would love a music festival. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I also, I don't know why I think this, but I also think he'd be a huge fan of Coldplay. I don't know why, why that popped <laughs> into my head. But I just feel like yep. Harry would be a huge Coldplay fan. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and then I feel like with Ron, he would be like, he'd be like the indie person. Like he'd be listening to a bunch of artists that nobody's heard about. Like I can see that. Um, not not to this extreme, but he kind of, when I was thinking about it, it made me think of when Ross played the keyboard and he was doing all those weird noises and stuff. <laughs> like I oh could my see God. Ron being the person to like appreciate that music. Yeah, like Phoebe did. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I also thought like he'd be listening to like Bon Iver and like the Avett Brothers and the more like folky indie stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's kind of what I pictured. Cause he's kind of moody and quiet. Yes. That's kind of what I, yes. I gravitated towards. Right. Yeah. I could see and that. Harry, right. Harry's on the very, like his personality is more not intense, but like he's like always the face of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he likes being in the middle of the action. So I could almost see him like, before they would, <laughs> before he would like have to fight somebody, like as an Aurora, he would like put headphones in and put like EDM music on <laughs> and play in the background while he's like dueling. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, that's hilarious. I don't know. That was just my thought. I but. love that. And can we say that um, Ron would also, this doesn't fit in your category, but he would listen to Ed Sheeran <laughs> just because he's in that. Yeah. <laughs> What's his name is in that video? Yeah. I always picture him. Well, do you know I had I had several friends watch that video and they they said something like they were like, I feel like Ed Sheeran looked different in that video. And I was like, it wasn't <laughs> Ed Sheeran. That was that was Rupert Grint. I like, heard I that like, he Ron Weasley. <laughs> he says that people mix them up all the time. People always say they love his music and he's like no not me <laughs> you know what if you have to be compared to any musician or actor like vice versa i don't think either one of them should be offended by that definitely I, yeah it goes both ways <laughs> <laughs> i love your music <laughs> i didn't even think about putting it here i think that would fall in that category we could we can include him yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, Ron and Hermione would listen. That would be an overlap that would, they would listen together. And Sharon? Since, since they're married. <laughs> I, yeah, and I pictured Hermione like dragging him to musicals. Yeah. And, and him definitely. not really enjoying it. Or secretly enjoying it, but acting like he didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's too cool for that. I don't know why. I, <laughs> In his like, mind. Yeah. I don't know why when I was listening or thinking about this, I related to Ron when I was like assigning them music because mm-hmm. I feel like I fall in that, like I listen to a lot of mainstream stuff too, but I fall in that indie category where like, I want to listen to people that nobody else has heard of. I love mm-hmm. finding new artists and introducing people to them. Um, yeah. Also, I'm going to get people upset with this. 
I can't stand musicals. I can't stand them. They just drive me crazy. How did I not know this about you? I don't. I try I not to tell this, people. This is the one thing we don't overlap on. <laughs> I mean, what? What? Yeah. Wow. It, okay, I will but, say, it, yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense. I will. Is that what you're going to say? Yeah, because. I was going to say I have a lot of follow-up questions. <laughs> yeah. So, like, okay, people always bring up Disney movies, which I don't think those count because, like, it's, I don't really call them musicals. They're just movies that happen to have songs in them. And those are so iconic. Everyone loves Disney music. You know what I mean? I don't feel like that's like listening to a musical. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, yeah, I get that point. But then, okay. And then I will say like, I loved La La Land. Did you see La La Land? I, no, I have not. Okay. I, well, I watched it three times in, three, in theaters. I loved it so much. But not, I mean, I love the music from it, but I more fell in love with like the story aspect. And, and obviously you probably know a little bit of the concept, but the whole thing is about- I don't know anything. Oh, okay. Well, this doesn't give anything away, which is two people <laughs> living in LA chasing their dreams. That's it, right? Like they have a passion in life and it's just them on their road to whatever that passion is. So that's what I connected with. Like I got really, I felt really deep for that right um yeah but if we're talking about musicals where like people sing conversations to each other oh i can't do it i just can't do it nope. okay yeah i fair everybody's allowed to have their own opinions and ernest feels the same way actually and even some movies where um there's too much singing of yeah. like the storyline he's like why why are they singing? <laughs> yeah. But have you seen anything in like in a theater? Like a musical in live? Cuz it's different like a movie version yeah. of a Not a lot. Um mm -hmm. I mean when we were little we used to go see the Nutcracker. I don't even know if that counts. I did see Hamilton which I thought was really oh. cool. That's also very different. I feel like in as far as the whole musical category, because it's, you know, it's um, more in like the rap hip hop realm as opposed sure. to like a classical musical. Sure. Um, so I guess I don't have exposure to a ton of it. I would never watch Les Mis. I, I just, my friend was obsessed with it and they, they tried to get me to watch it. And then I found out that the whole thing was singing. I was like, they sing the conversations to each other like they can't they don't even talk in between the songs i'm like nope 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 i can't do it i can't do it this hurts me this hurts me like it physically hurts me like this <laughs> is the greatest creation of all time <laughs> i'm having no. trouble grappling with this but I'll, I'll come to terms with it this is a terrible way to end this <laughs> <laughs> it's okay again i can't I can't say across the board that I dislike all musicals. Yeah. It's just, for the most part, that genre is not my favorite. And it, I, I just, I feel like it's not as simple as, because people always say, they're like, well, you love music and you love movies. And I'm like, it's not the same thing. <laughs> not the same thing. You just don't smush them together and then you automatically like them, you know? It's like, I like chocolate and pickles, but I don't want a chocolate covered pickle. That sounds disgusting. Okay, you were you were selling this point. <laughs> you were winning this <laughs> argument.
<laughs> but that being said, I am I am open to it. I just you need to go <laughs> into it. That that I'm, I'm very very picky about it. Fair. That's yeah, fair. That's okay. It's a, I think it's like the whole dramatization of everything. It's just like, it's mm-hmm. too dramatic for me. There's a lot to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's a lot to process, but it's, I'll take it. It's okay. <laughs> I can't believe this is how we broke it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. This is terrible. <laughs> Let's just edit this part oh. out and pretend we ended on a happy note. <laughs> I mean, you might not want to tell your listeners, but you refuse. To watch Layman. I'm just, sure people agree with you. I'm telling you, Ernest feels the same way. We've had this exact same conversation. He's like, they sing the whole thing. I don't understand. We're like, what? Yeah. Like, what? So know. it's fair. Multiple yeah. people have this feeling. I should just make an episode where I list everything I don't like, and then that way people can decide if they if they like me or not. Like. Okay, I'm just going to list all the bad things about me. And then if you're still on board, you can keep listening after that. <laughs> Do you remember this was a Facebook trend recently um, that I saw going around? People were posting 10 things that they hate that everybody else loves. Oh, yeah, I did remember and, that. And, yeah. And that was fun. Yours would have been, number one would have been musicals. Yeah, I also <laughs> hate cheese. I hate cheese. Yeah. <laughs> I'm speechless. I'm speechless. (laughs) We're already starting that episode. (laughs) Oh my god! Oh my god! I um, you watched She's the Man, right? Yeah. When they're like, "What's your What's your favorite cheese?" Mine's Gouda. I (laughs) I bought this block of Gouda the other day that was like this big, honestly, and I was like, "What's Gouda?" Oh wow. Okay. I also have a lot of follow up questions about that, but. I didn't end the friendship with this cheese conversation. <laughs> no, we'll pull through. Oh my goodness. Okay, well, we're ending this episode on a high note. <laughs> we love Harry Potter. Yeah, back to, back to the topic. How do we get to cheese? Oh my goodness. We really, this is the rabbit hole that you were warning me about. Yeah, this was a rabbit hole for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so anyway, um... To, to circle back, obviously we both agree on this book series being like one of, I mean, I don't, I don't know if this is an, an overstatement for you, but it like was one of the things that defined who I am. I know that sounds ridiculous that seven books can define part of somebody's personality, but I, I told my mom, she asked me one time, she was like, so would you marry a girl who, who didn't read the Harry Potter books? And I was like, no. And she's like, are you serious? I was like, no, she would, we'd have a long enough engagement for her to be able to read it, you know? And then Mm -hmm. if she hated it, we might have to break it off. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) That is not extreme. (laughs) Yeah. If, if, if she could like it, I, as long as we don't get to the hate, the hate level, if they're like, oh, I'm disgusted by this, I don't think I can handle that. Anybody that says they hate it, they one, haven't read it, or two, I firmly believe, but let me not speak for anyone else, I firmly believe that they're just saying that just because everybody else loves it. Yeah. Just a spark controversy or something. Yeah, I get that. Why do you hate it? I don't get it. 
Yeah, I don't get that either. To me, that's like hating ice cream or, or puppies. It's just like, oh, just, okay. <laughs> Those are not in the same category. <laughs> no, I, I feel you though. And, and the word you use, like defining, like I also was thinking that same sentence, you know, it was really a defining part of who I am and like my growing up and even impacts my life today, which is crazy to think that a series did that, yeah. not just for you and me, but for so many people. Yeah. It's wild. And a series that started over 20 years ago still mm-hmm. has that. Impact. That's pretty cool. And you think about it. I mean, no, you don't have the hype of like the midnight releases of the books or anything like that, but it is just as popular now as it was when we were in the middle of everything. You know what I mean? It hasn't gone anywhere. That's pretty cool. I know. That is wild. I mean, there's like, you're making a podcast about it. That in itself means that it's something that people still find relevant and care about deeply. Right. Like us. Thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard, follow Goodbye Apathy on Instagram to stay connected and up to date on the latest episodes. If this conversation inspired you and you have your own passion to share, head over to goodbyeapathypodcast.com and send us a quick note. You could be featured on a future episode.